0: Hello, 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 welcome, 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 hello and welcome. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com. Good to have you here. We do this every Wednesday at 9 Eastern. That's 7 in the mountains, but most people don't know where the mountains are. So 9 Eastern time. Glad to have you here. Today we're going to do what we normally do, which is give you the shipping report, and then I'm um, going to talk about some cool stuff that happened today. It's been an eventful day, and we'll do the giveaway, get you all signed up for that. We have an awesome fish to give away tonight, one that uh, it's pretty hard to find, and I'm happy to be able to have some to share with you. So let us start um, with the shipping report. Nothing to report. I'm happy to say that, since we last talked everything as far as i know has arrived alive and in good shape no issues no problems no complaints so i think everyone's fish are doing well so that's what i want to say i want to keep the reports nice and short <laughs> although i do have something i need to tell you guys which is i send out some of the um african red eye tetras they've been doing great they've been hardy. they've been eating no issues But then suddenly they've developed some issues. Um, My hope is that they develop them after I sent them out. But I just want to warn anyone that bought them from me. Um, As of a couple days ago, some are showing some issues. I don't know exactly what it is yet or anything. Um, Hopefully it's nothing severe and hopefully it's not something that I sent to you before it manifests, but I want to be upfront and transparent whenever I have a problem so that if you did get them from me, you're aware of it and you can take precautions or do whatever you need to do to deal with that. Um, Again, I'm really sorry. Uh, They've... They've been looking just fine. They went through quarantine with flying colors and all that. So I had no idea anything was wrong, but uh, I have lost a couple of them as of a couple of days ago. So I'm a little bit worried. So just want to get that out there. Um, anyone who has ordered them and hasn't received them yet, I'm, I'll be contacting you. I'm going to uh, withhold those shipments, um, not send them out just because I don't want to send sick fish and give them time to get treated and see if I can figure out what's going on. But um, that's the only issue I'm having on my side. As far as I know, though, no one is having issues on their side. So again, I hope it's something that developed after the last round was sent out. um, Because I think, I don't think I've sent any out since last week, if that's, if I'm remembering right. So hopefully everything's good, but hate it when that happens. Um, but there's no way to know. It's like, you know, I could go to the doctor today and get a clean bill of health and then come down with something severe next week. You know, you just never know, but we do our best, but every now and then something happens when it does you need to know about it so that's what's happening but i'm happy to say i think that's the only tank that i'm having issues with at the moment everyone seems to be doing really well in general so i'm happy about that um let's get to the giveaway so today's giveaway is a pretty special fish it is Barboides gracilis, which is a little mini micro barb from Africa. They're basically an analog to the Bararas species, which are like your chili rasboras and strawberry rasboras and things like that. So whatever the Bararas genus did to miniaturize and become so cute in Asia. The Gracilis genus or the Barboides genus, uh, the Gracilis species, has done in Africa, and they look pretty similar. This is what they they look like. Um, the one that here's a picture of one of ours. This was taken by Chris, and they're looking good. They're they're not pinch bellies. They're gaining some weight. They're eating well. Um, so I released these for sale later to, or earlier today. I just wanted you know, they took an extra week or two just because I'm paranoid and wanted to make sure they were fat and sassy before I sent them out. Um, And their temperament and behavior and things is very, very similar to a um, Beraris, if you know that genus. Now, the trick with these I found is feeding them. So they're grazers they need quite a long time with the food so what i found to be the trick to getting them up to good weight is to keep food in front of them basically and the way i've been doing that lately is they've been off brine shrimp for about a week and a half um at first i just gave baby brine shrimp to fatten them back up you know help them recover But for the last week and a half or so, what I've been doing is just dropping in like sinking carnivore pellets or algae wafers, anything that's decent sized sinks and doesn't like fall apart quickly seems to work well. and. I put that in there and they just graze on it for a couple of hours. And after that, they're done eating it, but they need that long dwell time with the food. They're not one of these fish that can go and just take a mouthful and be like, okay, I'm good for the next day. You know, um, they, they take a long time to nibble it down. So after a week and a half of doing that and, and the, brine shrimp before that. They're nice and fat and sassy and I'm sure they'll do well for you. So if you would like to get some of these, I'm going to give away six of them. And it's simple, hashtag Amber. They are the Dwarf African Amber Barb. We're just going to shorten that to Amber, A-M-B-E-R. So if you would like some of these, great little nanofish, need peaceful tank mates and need to be with fish that aren't going to out-compete them for the food. They need to be able to be with the food for a long time. Um, But if you have a a situation like that and you can provide them a good home, then enter hashtag Amber in the chat and you'll automatically be entered to win. A little later tonight, we'll draw the winner. um, And I will mail them out to you probably, I'm assuming it will be Monday of next week when I mail them out to you. and you don't have to be shipping or anything like that. Um, it's it's all free. So, yeah. Now, I've had a heck of a day. It was pretty pretty special day. Um, apart from the, the normal packing fish and feeding fish and caring for fish and all that that we always do, um, I was able to hang out with Candy Overhauls today. I'm going to miss Candy. Um, this is probably the last time i will be able to see her and hang out with her before she moves to Washington. But I'm excited for her. I'm excited for the opportunities that await for her there. Um, It was awesome today to be able to hang out with her. And the reason that I was able to hang out with her is I'm going to help her out. I'm going to ship her fish to Washington for her. So she brought all of her fish over today and um, I'll pack them up and send them out to her tomorrow. So they'll arrive at the co-op in Washington and be waiting for her when she gets there. Just another thing she doesn't have to worry about, right? You know how it is when you're moving. That ain't no fun. That's that's enough stress for, <laughs> for a lifetime. So um, it was awesome though, Candy. I hope you're doing well. Hope the move goes amazing for you. And uh, it was nice to, be able to see you one last time. Thanks for making the drive. And uh, gonna try my best to get all those fishies to you in good shape. I'm more nervous about shipping these fish than like, I've shipped a lot of fish, but knowing that these are Candy's babies, that that's another level of pressure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do my best. Um, I'll, I'll do what I do. And, man, it's like, I'm sure everything will go fine, but if this one goes poorly for some weird reason, oh, that's the worst possible scenario. Someone's you know pets that they've had and they love so i don't think anything will happen though i mean we we know what we're doing but the moment you give that box to ups it's out of your hands but we'll do our best for you, candy sorry i'm talking as if there's going to be a problem i don't mean to all i'm trying to say is this one has an extra level of like oh man be careful with these than even the normal shipments do so because you know they bonded with you <laughs> anyway with that let's see here. I wish I had more updates for you um we're still getting basically since it's been so long since I priced things out now that we're able to move forward with the warehouse project so quick update with the warehouse um i'm having to reprice stuff so I've contacted all the vendors that I'm getting the the massive carbon filtration units from and the big old, like eight foot long UV sterilization units and, and all that stuff, the heat exchanger, all those kind of specialized pieces of equipment. So I've contacted them. Um, I'm getting their updated quotes because you know, everything's prices are changing daily at the moment. It's pretty crazy. Um, PVC is going up 20% on the 15th, if you didn't know that. So if you have a big project that needs a bunch of PVC, get it before the 15th. But so all that's coming in and we're real close to having like the final number and being able to lock in the contract with the contractor and move on this thing. So that's, that's about all the news I have, though. I did finish installing all the water valves. Um, I bought all the pipe I need to install all the air valves. I did that yesterday since the prices are about to increase. And um, that's the next thing. So tomorrow I have to ship out all of Candy's fish and then I'm getting right on the, the air valve project. I've got uh, 790 feet of pipe that I have to put air valves in. <laughs> so <laughs> sore fingers, here we come. Those tiny little air valves with your fingers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's the next step in the project. I want to have that all done before the aquariums arrive so that uh, once the aquariums arrive, I can think of nothing else except for painting and drilling tanks so I can clear those and then start on the stands. There's this whole process to this, you know, to building this thing out. It's like a theater production. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So yeah. Fish guy Mickey says, why is PVC going up? I don't know. Like, everything's going up. It's insane. Lumber's going up. Steel's going up. PVC's going up. Up, 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 up. I don't know why. Um, I don't have time to analyze the construction industry. I just know it is. And I hope it comes down soon because, dang, it's pretty crazy. All right. We're going to get to the section of the stream here now, where I just chat with you guys, answer your questions and comments about fish. So I'm gonna scroll up to the top here, and see what I can see. Okay, here we go. I know I missed a bunch because chat jumps a lot during the, the giveaway phase. Crowntail Halfman asks if Rapashi will work. Yeah, I think is awesome for Barboides gracilis, the dwarf African barb, or the, wait, dwarf amber barb, I think is what we're calling them. Common names. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like to go with scientific names. All right. Um, oh, I should talk to you guys about the, the job search. So a lot of you know that we put out... Uh, we're we're looking for someone to join our company we're looking for our chief operations officer which i call the chief fish happiness officer um this person's job will be to make sure that the fish are cared for properly and properly prepped for shipping and shipped properly so that whole responsibility of making sure that the customer receives healthy fish that are going to do well for them long-term rests on this person's shoulders. So it's quite a responsibility and it's an executive level position. So you'll be creating and carrying out policy and creating the right procedures and all that. Um, I mean, we've got a good idea of how to do it. We've been doing it for a while, but this, this person is going to be in charge of all that. And, um, There's a video about it, if you missed it, that we released when yesterday, I think, or the day before. So (laughs) the days are blurring, man. So check that out if you're interested in the opportunity, Um, and that video gives you all the details. Um, So I'm not going to say I'm here, but there's a job opportunity, and we are looking for the last person to join our founding team. We have um, our chief technical officer, which will be moving here in, I think, two weeks, two weeks-ish. Um, we have our marketing, uh, Chris has jumped in and is, is carrying out the marketing, um, yours truly, me, myself, and I. And the last piece we need to get launched and going is that um, fish happiness officer, if you will. So um, thanks everyone who sent in uh, cover letters and resumes. I appreciate it. And we're gonna collect those for a little while before we make any decisions and reach out to anyone that we want to move forward with. If we want to move forward with you, I'll reach out to you and we'll have a phone conversation. And depending on how that goes, uh, probably a Skype conversation or zoom conversation with me and some of the other people. And depending on how that goes, um, we'll bring you out and we'll have you here for a few days and work together and make sure that we're a good fit before proceeding from there. So it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be an immediate thing. It's, it's going to be a bit of a process because this job is so important. Um, this is someone that we want to bring in to help found the company to uh, become a future leader in the company as we grow and hire people to work under them help launch this thing and kind of set the tone for the company set the culture for the company so this is a very important hire and we're not going to you know just do it willy-nilly we're going to take real time with it so yeah that's where we're at in that and we have received several applicants and we're appreciative of that thank you so much Alright. Scrolling up because chat jumped again. And here we go. I think I see one. Orange Jones asked, so no amber barbs in with my rummy nose tetras. Oh no, the rummy nose will outcompete them for show. Yeah, that would <laughs> not work out. I'd like to take a moment to thank my mods for being here. I appreciate you and everything you do. Thanks for helping out every week. I really appreciate it candy overalls i got to see where the warehouse is going it's a great space lucky lady here today well yeah it was awesome to be able to show that um get some get some feedback and some thoughts from from candy um i can't wait to have the warehouse up there yeah it's a great little spot and i can't wait fishaholic hello dan and to all the fish folks vodka with sprite chug it out cheers cheers my friend ah uh, that's the good stuff right there pure h2o mm. <laughs> all righty wow chat flew hang on there we go here's one bunny viper just saying hello well howdy right back at you hope you're doing well rb animals rescue i love that fish tank behind you i do too i'm, I'm glad you like it um They'll look even better in person, believe it or not. (laughs) And the electric blue cars have another spawn in this kind of plant trough here. You won't be able to see them, they're up inside there, but they've got another, you know, a couple hundred babies swarming around them. So, man, those electric blue cars, once they start spawning, (laughs) <laughs> they don't stop they really go they're quite prolific michael machos what are those orange and yellow fish called kidding yeah 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 but for everyone who's gonna ask anyway those are gold rose line barbs or denison barbs if you want to call them that those are the gold morph fish tank barn hey good to see you was at the killie fish convention this weekend some pretty interesting stuff picked up a few killies to add to the fish barn yeah you're a lucky man um i saw did i see him have you released a video yet mike um i'm pretty behind on videos it's been too busy but um i did see i thought something pop up about a fish auction or something Is that you that might have been jadren i can't remember but i'll, I'll check your channel out i want to see what you got and congrats i wish i could have gone to the convention uh i miss that stuff fish guy Mickey <laughs> that's how I'm saying it so if you remember my rainbows and there's stuff happening they still have it but it hasn't changed and or has gotten worse it's just it's, okay so yeah I think a week or two we're talking about your rainbow fish having some issues you're saying it just it hasn't got worse it hasn't got better it's just there hmm. well it's only been a week right these things tend to do take some time. I, don't, I honestly don't... Without kind of being there and, and all that stuff, Mickey, I don't, I don't know what the right move is for you. If the right move is to wait a little longer, it's not getting worse. Let's see if it starts going away. Stuff can take some time to go away. Um, or to, you know, separate them out or try to medicate them or what. I would say that if you can avoid medicating, it's probably better to avoid it. Or if you can avoid having to move them to a hospital tank and medicating then then even more so but but i don't know it's it's a tough call you know i'm not a vet and even if i was veterinarians don't give medical advice without being there and doing an exam and a workup and, and stuff so you know it's uh hard to say skippers aquariums the african butterfly fish are doing awesome i'm glad you like them they really are one of my favorites when every day when I go around and I feed and I I remove the lid, I don't just open the lid on those guys and pop them in. I like take off the whole lid because they all come up to the well, they're all already on the surface. They all like congregate in that spot waiting for food. And it's just so fun to kind of hand feed them. And like one for you, one for you, one for you. They kind of become pets. i'm I'm really enjoying those. And I'm enjoying the African knifefish and the mamirids, the like uh, baby whales and baby dolphins a lot. They've just, they've settled in and now they aren't hiding anymore. They're out in groups and all those baby dolphins are out in this big group just going around. And And every now and then, like they'll be swimming. And then every now and then one will like go like this with its body and the one over here will go like, Arr! Because it, it got a little electrical signal. <laughs> you can see them like communicate with each other. And then the um, African knife fish, they're out in a big group just going all over the tank. They aren't hiding or anything. And they're eating vibrabites and pellets and, and all kinds of stuff. So I thought they would only eat frozen and live, but they're actually easier to take care of than i thought they're eating prepared foods now not the mamirids, but the knife fish so um those and those african butterfly fish are the the ones well i like the rope fish too dang it i like them all but i find myself watching the butterfly fish the mamirids, and the uh, knife fish a lot Orange Combs, the chief fish happiness officer will be schooled in doing things Dan's way. Yeah, we'll start there, but my hope is that we can keep improving, um, you know, always. And so we'll start with the way we're doing it now, and then maybe there's some improvements. Maybe maybe there's other ways to do things so the fish are even better or do things in a way that's, more efficient, but the fish do just as well. Um, we we are looking at some equipment that will help the sealing, the bag sealing process go a lot quicker because that takes, it takes a long time to individually seal each bag and do all those crimps and seals and tears and everything. Um, I average about a bag a minute, um, throughout an entire shipping day. That's not just the ceiling of the bag, but that's also, you know, moving stuff around and all, all, all the other little things you have to do between the ceiling. Um, and I'm, I'm stuck in this, you know, the basement wasn't, isn't designed perfectly for this. So there's a lot of inefficiencies down here. I think the warehouse will be a lot more efficient, but I'm hoping that we can find some equipment that'll help. Um, help some of those tasks be be more efficient. I think we have a lot of improvement to go with efficiency mostly, but also there might be ways to improve some things so the fish do even better. That's my hope. Okay, chat did what chat does, so I'm scrolling up here. I I guess part of what I'm trying to say with the fish happiness officer is, I have my way of doing it and there's standards we want to keep and even improve. But this is an executive level position. This, this person is working. I mean, technically I'll be in charge of them, their boss, but I look at them as a team member more than like an employee. Um, This is someone who's going to help develop things. And it's not just, this is my way do or die. It's, this is my way, What are your thoughts? What can we try to improve? What do you see that we could do to make this better? And moving on from there. Um, Okay. Crown tail, half moon. Kind of funny, but can an adult male ram get a heart attack? Anything with a heart can get a heart attack. I had him with a female, but he killed her. So I added four females and found him dead overnight. I'm sorry. That's not funny. But I'm just the reason it struck me as funny is I'm picturing this dude that's just overwhelmed. Like there's these four ladies it, and he's just so excited. He's like at the club, right, In, in four hotties, if you'll pardon the term, just for this little funny thing um come over and start checking him out and dancing he doesn't know what to do and his heart explodes like that's what was going through my mind it's it's not funny i'm i'm sorry that your fish died but the the little image that popped in my head when he said i added these four ladies and he died i was just like yep he couldn't handle it (laughs) um but yeah anything with a heart can have a heart attack sure i mean i'm not a doctor but i would assume Bunny Viper, would you please run over what filtration and circulation you use in that 125 gallon and all fish from last week are doing wonderfully. Thanks again, Dan. Oh, I'm glad to hear they're still doing well. I did get an email from another customer um, today that gave me like a week update report and theirs are doing well too. And that's, that's what we want. We want, you know, six months from now, we want everyone to still be doing well. So let's see. So the filtration on this, um, it's hard to see. But in this corner and this corner are these uh, weirs, these overflow built-in corner weirs. So what happens is water flows this way, it flows into that weir, and that weir is stuffed with filter floss. That takes out most of the molm and the fines from the water. Then it drops under the tank and goes to an FX5. I know you can't get them anymore, but I have one that's it's been going forever, things, things over a decade old, I think, and it's still running great. So it goes to an FX5 canister filter. Um, I've opened that thing up a few times since this has been set up and it's never needed cleaning. The uh, The filter floss does such a great job removing all the gunk that by the time the water gets to that, that canister filter, there's not much more to remove. So basically that canister filter is just for biological filtration, um, for nitrification. Then from the canister filter, it's pumped back up to this weir and that's where it comes out into the tank. And there's nothing in this weir, there's no filter floss or, or anything, it's just empty. So water just comes up out here, goes there, drops through filter floss, drops through an FX5, and then comes back in. I do have, in addition to that, I do have this sponge filter with a power head on it right here. Maybe you can see that great power head there on a sponge filter. The only reason I have that it's not really for filtration. I just have that because I want water movement going into the plants to help keep algae off their leaves and things. So there's flow on the plant leaves and to kind of brush water across the bottom of the tank. What happens then is as fish stir up the sand in this tank, any gunk or poop or detritus or or mulm or anything because the water's flowing across it gets lifted up and ends up going out that weir into the filter floss so it helps keep the bottom clear and it helps keep the plants uh with enough flow on their on their leaves and and things to keep them happy so really that's just for water movement and i stuck a sponge on it just so that the um Powerhead didn't get clogged as quick. That's really the only reason there's a sponge on it. I don't need it for filtration. So that's it. Some filter floss and an FX5. <clears throat> and the uh, tank's been awesome. Like, you worry with a tank like this that the sand's going to get all grungy and gross and everything. But no, I, I've never vacuumed this sand. I've never cleaned the sand. That's all just the water movement across and the fish. So I have corridors in here, right? And they stick their heads down in there and root around. And while they're doing that, they're kicking up anything, any dirt or anything, and it gets swept up into the floss. So I've never had to touch that tank. (laughs) As you can tell, because there's some algae on the front. I I honestly, I haven't scrubbed the front of this tank. It might be two months. Um, And I should do it, but I'm so busy. So... Yeah, it, that tank just kind of maintains itself. I just feed it and it gets its automatic water changes. So, Bunny Viper, that's, that's the setup. Oh, the last thing I'll say is, as you can see, there is one air stone in there. That's just to uh, break surface tension to keep the surface from getting gross. All right, Danny Aquatics. Hey, good to see you, Danny and Kenny E. Hope you guys are doing well. Dennis R., it didn't highlight for me, but I happen to see it here. It says, hey, Dan, how are you, brother? Quick question. What do you know will last longer, a glass or an an acrylic aquarium? I don't know. Um, In my personal collection, I've always had glass. I've worked at pet stores and things that had acrylic. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had some glass tanks that lasted decades um but i've never done like okay here's a glass tank here's an acrylic tank let's let them sit for a century and see which one goes first you know i've never really tried that the reason i go with glass is a it's cheaper b i don't scratch it as easily and i'm very the tanks i have They're not like nice show tanks where you're super careful and stuff. They're like working tanks. They're warehouse tanks, right? Um, So, you know, it just needs to be quick and easy. So we just get a scrubby and go across and do it as quick as we can. And so with acrylic, I'd be afraid of scratching it. So I don't know that much about acrylic versus glass, um, because I haven't paid a lot of attention to it, but I do know that when there's acrylic in the pet store, it would scratch pretty darn easy. Now you can buff it out and everything, so maybe that's not a big deal, but if I was going for a super large aquarium, anything over this like 125 gallon, I would probably go with acrylic. But I don't keep a lot of super large tanks, so I haven't had to do that yet. Merrick Tom throwing down 25 bucks! That is a heck of a super chat. Merrick, thank you so much. I appreciate it. For some extra cushion for candies, fishies, all And to make your wife happy, of course. Yep, that's right. Super chats are never required, but they're always appreciated, and they do make the wife super happy. Merrick, thanks you. I, I really appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Ken's Aquatics is here. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well, Bob fish tank barn did a stream unboxing from the swap that's what it was did pick up some more at the auction on sunday okay i thought i saw something from you mike um i I just attached my mind to it briefly It was like hey i need to watch this when i have time (laughs) most of what i consume on youtube these days honestly is just playing in the background while i work i i very little time right now with everything going on to actually sit down and watch a video. So I tend to look for content that I can just listen to in the background. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm okay. That's interesting. I want to watch that later. Nathaniel Blakely, what's your favorite thing to do when you're not taking care of fish and things to do with fish, spending time with my family. I'm really, I mean, my kids are so much fun. And so if I can like, Take my kid out to the local creek and go fly fishing for an hour. That's always super fun for me. Um, If I can just go on a walk with my wife, like that's amazing. So when you're this busy, the simple things I I found become very meaningful. um, And just any time we can spend together is all I want um but things I like to do even when I'm not like super crazy busy I love hiking I love fishing I love just being up in the mountains out in the woods things like that just kind of out where no one can get a hold of me it's just me and my thoughts maybe with my family maybe alone and just kind of seeing all the stuff that is happening around me naturally like The birds and the bugs and the lizards and all that stuff, the plants, you know, all that stuff. So it's kind of what I like. Um, I'm also a theater guy. For those that don't know, I had a career in theater um, as a professor and also as a producer. I was the producer of the Wyoming Theater Festival and um, have worked with lots of theater companies. Um, So I still enjoy that. My wife's a musician and I really enjoy music. Um, I love sci-fi and fantasy Um, I like books sci-fi and fantasy books a lot I haven't had time to dig into that for a long time that's the kind of stuff I like Um, oh speaking of theater I just found out that a play that I helped develop called Romeo and Bernadette it was off Broadway COVID hit and uh, suddenly (laughs) everything shut down um but I just got news. Let's see if I can find it real quick. I think it was Playbill. No, that's from 2020. Two days ago. Here it is. Theater mania. All right. Check this out. Just got news that this little play that we developed is going to Broadway. We're making it To Broadway, people. The off-Broadway musical comedy, Romeo and Bernadette is planning its Broadway transfer in 2022. So that's pretty big. Um, In this field, it doesn't get any bigger than getting a show to Broadway. That's pretty much what everyone wants to do. I'm happy to say that I was lucky enough to be part of a team that helped make that happen. So um, congrats to the playwright, Mark Saltzman. He's a dear friend very talented guy. I know this is a tangent. I'll get back to fish in just a moment. But you were asking what I like, and theater is a big part of that. So um, I'm just so thrilled for everyone that's worked so hard on that. Um, there's this whole like backstory of all the all the stuff that this show has had to overcome to to progress and get where it's gone, and to finally be at the point where it's looks like it's actually going to make it. Um, it's not there yet so anything could happen but usually once a producer announces it's taking a show to broadway it's uh it's committed (laughs) so um yeah i'm super excited about that so if you find yourself on the great white way in the big apple in 2022 check out romeo and bernadette i guarantee you'll love it like so we we helped develop it and um We had to add more seats every night. It sold out every night. We put as many seats in as the fire code would allow. We had standing room only. Like By the time the run was done, we were literally turning people away in droves. It's that kind of show. It was really good. So It's great to be part of it. The Secret History Living in Your Aquarium. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Because you do the giveaways weekly, so very kind of you. Plus... Amber Barbs are a favorite of mine. Hey, thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but every little bit helps. And um, yeah, I like these giveaways. It makes it more fun. <laughs> thanks, Alex. I appreciate appreciate the support. Kelly Foreman throwing down at $9.99. Thank you for taking care of Candy's fish. Oh, that was a no-brainer. Um, I talked to Candy and she needed some help doing that. And here's the thing. I'm. Amazed. It takes a village, right? Candy's an important part of our village, if you will. Kids aquatic, same thing. Punching paint, same thing. Like, there's and I, I'm leaving people out, but the list goes on and on and on. Um, if there's a lot of people that have just supported me and this community and helped build it into what it is. And Dan's fish as a business would not be nearly as far along as it is right now if those people hadn't built the community that. Dancefish is using as its first customer base, right? I mean, that's literally what it is. You're the early adopters. We've got to cross the chasm and do all that. But, you know, we've, we've got this base of this amazing community to help us get up and running. Without that, it would have been a whole different ballgame. And if I ever sat down and tallied the The dollar value of what candy and Bob and everyone put in just through their efforts of moderating and community building and support and all that, I'm sure it would be a large amount. So, I mean, not that everything has to be done for a dollar amount. I, I consider a candy a friend and I'll just help a friend out. That's not a problem. But the bottom line is it, it's a no brainer. Like candy needs help. I'll be there just cause she's done so much for me and I'll do whatever she needs and I know if I ever need anything, she'll do it for me. It's not, it's not a problem. Um, yeah. So I was happy to do it. Yeah, I, it's the least I could do. And as far as I'm concerned, I owe candy and Bob and, and lots of you folks a lot more than that. I'll never repay. You know, some of you guys will never be able to repay, like just, and I'm not just talking money. It's just like support when you're like hit a roadblock and you've got, people that support you and help you to the next step or or maybe it is money maybe it's like man i really need this little bit to fund to get to this next level to grow and someone steps up with that you know all these all these things have to fall into place so i am happy to help candy no problem ever all right let's see here Fish guy, Mickey. yeah, I think I'm just going to wait out. It's hard because we're having, oh, you're moving in two months. And you can't move two tanks. Oh, yeah, only one tank in the rental. I hear you. I hear you. Maybe you could buy a super large, like, punch bowl. <laughs> A twenty gallon punch bowl. I I don't know is a quarantine tank. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I hear you. I mean, I I've rented a lot of apartments in my day, and I understand. Wichita Falls Fishkeeper. Good evening. I'm so proud to see the progression of your business. I'm living vicariously through you. I wish you the best on your venture. Hey, I. I'm thrilled with how it's going. I I wish it was going faster, of course. Like, I wish this warehouse was up and running already. (laughs) But we're moving along, things are in place, and um, yeah, I can't wait to see it it, it pop off the paper and actually be a real thing in real space (laughs) and be working in there. I can't wait. And um, yeah, thanks for following. Skippers Aquariums, I would love to have two more, but the wife would kill me. Yeah, of the the African butterfly fish. I hear you. No worries. <laughs> Chattanooga Ed throwing down five bucks and not even punching me in the face? Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> That's the so you look at this. This is weird. So here it shows me chattanooga ed threw down five bucks but it doesn't show me the Foxcat corgi punching me in the face i did click here to see that that's so weird wait is it just a thing of scrolling over oh there it is i wouldn't have known that though but anyway chattanooga ed thanks so much for the super chat i appreciate you man ed's one of those guys that i hope to meet one day you know sit down share a pizza or something brandon lee five bucks as well let's scroll over and see if there's a sticker or anything i don't think there is oh there's a comment see look at that youtube's so weird how it doesn't show everything thank you for always answering all the questions with depth and thanks to all the mods as well great environment here yeah i you're welcome brandon and that is one thing i think we've done well in the fish fam sure occasionally some folks get upset with each other there's a little drama or you know any community is going to have that but by and large i think we have an awesome community and and that's that's one reason like when i was talking earlier about candy and bob and and you know punchy paints and everyone that helps out not just not just the mods though there's people in chat that set the tone and help as well that we've created something here that i think is special i don't think you find a fish fam type vibe in most clubs or communities so i'm thrilled and i hope it stays this way um whatever we can do to keep it that way (laughs) i don't have any problem just kicking the jerks out you know (laughs) got a jerk free zone (laughs) but yeah i agree there's it's a it's a healthy place to be usually Oh, Koi Fish, I was going to answer your question, but then chat did what chat does. (laughs) Jumped big time on me. Hang on. Trying to find you. I'm way behind. Well, that's what happens when you do try to answer things in depth. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. Okay. I I am so far behind. Oh, and I cannot get up there any I'm sorry, I can't, it won't let me scroll far enough to see your comment anymore. So I apologize for that. If you would post it back down below, I'll try to get to it. Okay, I am way behind. Let's go. Lawyer Mulcho got a FBP mating with gold severum, had wrigglers only once. Any tips to increase fertility? Thanks and good luck with the new enterprise. Well, seeing as I don't even know an F. Is it FBP is, okay, FBP fish, I'll try one. No, this is fermentation fish products. No, that's not what you were talking about. I don't know what an FBP is. I don't know if that's some kind of flower head or what. So, um I'm sorry, I can't help you. I simply don't know what that means. Sorry. Hey, Mickey M., I've... Oh, Mikey, right? Mikey. Shoot, I can't remember. We're going with Mikey. I bred. Oh, cool. This is awesome. Mikey's bred the amber barb, had him in a small plastic tank with sand and a lot of guppy grass, a pH of 6.5. They ate live baby brine shrimp, saw a fry which got eaten by a grown since having BBS in stomach. The end. All right. So you produced a fry that you saw get eaten. <laughs> so close. I could have been a contender. <laughs> that's a funny story. Yeah, i read those. I once had a fry for about half a second. Oh, man. But hey, if you hadn't had them in good enough shape that they were spawning and stuff for you, that's pretty cool. Cancer Train, can you go over the creek water back to creek filtration? Sounds really interesting. Um, Yes, I will show you There's been the the engineers have updated things a little bit since the the diagram I'm about to show you. But this is good enough to um, give you the idea. The equipment's pretty much the same. What's changed is um, the placement a little bit. So hang on. There's this. And then let me pull up one more so I can toggle back and forth efficiently and show you okay so here's the warehouse all the tanks in the basement fit on this wall all the tanks in the garage fit here and on half of this row all the rest of this is new tanks so it's 5x our current operation these here sorry about the yellow popping up uh, these here are the filtration units so you can see kind of how they're they're oriented in the warehouse, right? Along this wall and this wall. Okay, with that, let's zoom in on the filtration units. So what happens is water comes in, it goes through these two bag filters, which are sediment filters, like a five micron bag, just like you would use in your same micron you would use in your house for drinking water. So it takes out, you know, all the sediment. From there, So it clarifies the water, let's say. From there, the water moves into these carbon filters, which remove any chemical pollutants Let's say there's uh, someone upstream from me who has a garden or a crop or something and they're using pesticides or herbicides or I don't know what they're using, but some kind of chemical. And that washes into the stream. Um, the stream is pretty darn clean. I mean, there's there's a thriving trout population and little shiners and stuff in there. So it's a, it's pretty clean, but I don't want anything like that getting in the tanks at all, even, even a tiny bit. So that goes, the water goes through the carbon filter to remove any impurities chemically. From there, the water moves to one of these UV sterilizers. These are big old, like eight foot long massive UV units, and that's to sterilize anything. So any diseases coming in from the creek um, will be killed. I mean, as much as, a, as you can do, right? From there, the water flows through this economizer, which is a heat exchanger that heats the incoming water by extracting heat from the outgoing water. So the water leaving the aquariums comes in one side, um, is run through a manifold where the heat is removed from there and put into the incoming water. So we can raise the temperature of the incoming water to almost, what we need for our fish within a few degrees of what we need for our fish without using any power, no, no gas, no nothing. Just the water being pumped is all after we've heated the water as much as we can with this economizer. Then the water goes to a boiler to heat it the last few degrees. So it gets up to, you know, 77, 78 degrees right around there. I'm thinking 77 is what I'll run the warehouse at. So it'll probably fluctuate from 76 to 78 because there'll be a little little variance there. From there, it leaves the boiler, is fed on a six-inch main feed pipe that goes across the center of the warehouse. And then there's two-inch pipes that go off that and quarter-inch valves that feed each aquarium. So that's how the water gets into the warehouse. Once it leaves the aquariums, again, it goes through the economizer where the heat's removed. Then it goes through the second UV light system, UV sterilizer, because we wanna kill any pathogens that might be on the fish in our aquariums before returning the water to the creek. So that's the basic filtration system. Now, before the water even gets into the building, there's been some filtration done. Let's see if I can, this is gonna take, Ooh. okay, I think I can find this real quick. Um, I promise this will be worth it because it shows it much more clearly. Uh, this new, um, I have a new drawing from an engineer here that just came in. So just a second. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, I think it's this. Yes. Good, I found it the first time, that's always better. Okay, let's talk about the water from the creek. So here's the creek right here. We're digging a big hole by the side of the creek and filling it with gravel and rock. So basically, water flows through all this gravel and rock before it gets to this cistern. That's where the pump is, and then it's pumped to the warehouse. So a lot of the sediment and things will have settled out as... The water is moving through all this rock and gravel on its way to the cistern. Um, So there's some filtration that just happens uh, that way as well, outside of the Hang on, let me get back to my screen here. Yeah, so some of the filtration will just happen as the water is flowing to the pump that pumps it to the warehouse. So um, Cancer Train, hope that was interesting, but that's how it's happening. Oh I can't wait And yeah I, yeah I can't wait. I can't wait till it's up and running and I've actually put fish in it and they're actually living and it's all working <laughs> and I'm like I can't wait. Oh by the way, um, it's all controlled um, with variable frequency drives so there's there's all these sensors and... Um, computerized equipment that keeps the pumps pumping at the right amount it keeps them all talking to each other in sync with the boiler and the other equipment it's it's kind of crazy I I can't wait to show it to you when it's actually up and installed and running Um, but the engineering that's gone into this thing kind of blows my mind Um, I think it's gonna be awesome Nathaniel Blakely, what is a good schooling fish for a 65 gallon tank that has angelfish? There's lots of them, the, the only thing I'll say is it just needs to be big enough that the angelfish can't fit it in its mouth. So, um, tetras are something I think of automatically when I think of angelfish companions just because they're from South America and they live naturally with angelfish in a lot of habitats, but, but you don't want to go with the long skinny ones, you want to go with the fat body tetras so they can't get eaten, right? But I'd say almost anything that uh, that is big enough that the angelfish will won't, won't won't snack on it. Um, I guess what I would say is if you could narrow it down to like five six things you're thinking about. Then that would help. Then we can talk about those because there's so many. Um, honestly, there's just a ton of stuff you could do in in that size tank. That's a fun size tank. You have a lot of room to play. Um, like I, I'm thinking of what I have in stock, just because that's what's on my mind. Um, I think that the blue diamond African tetras would be awesome. They're they're big enough that they're not going to have a problem. They're, they're like a Congo Tetra. Um, some of the rainbow fish might be worth considering as well. I think rainbow fish and angels go well together. Uh, there's so many possibilities though, Nathaniel. So let me know kind of what you're thinking and we can go from there. Igor, what are you feeding the African butterflies? Dude, they're so easy to feed. They are not picky at all. So I feed them um, extreme krill flakes. I feed them Vibrobites. I feed them um, nanopellets. I feed them Zoo Med um, spirulina flakes. I feed them um, little um, like freeze dried. uh, What is it? It's like a mix of like grammaris and small little shrimps and stuff like that. Um, Anything that's on the surface, they'll eat. The moment it leaves the surface, they won't touch it so anything that floats for a little while so and that think it works pretty well because let's say i'm feeding vibra bites vibra bites don't float forever but i'll put them down and the african butterfly fish will start eating them and as they're eating them they'll knock some down to the bottom but that's cool because i've got redfin um ball of sharks in that tank i've got some quarries in that tank i've got some plecos in that tank so you know have a cleanup crew if you will underneath so that you can feed the african butterfly fish well and as the they they make kind of a mess because they knock stuff down and you want stuff under there that will clean up after them so it would be hard i think to do african butterfly fish in a tank all by themselves because it would limit the amount of food you could feed because you couldn't have anything that would sink because it would just foul the water if you didn't have quarries or something under them Secret history living in your aquarium. Meh, I always procrastinate scrubbing algae before streams. It's a sign of genius, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Club algae. (laughs) W Marion, is that 125 gallon tank going to move to the new warehouse? What's the vision for future live streams still at home or at the new warehouse? So I am still trying to figure that out. And I don't think I'll know the answer for sure until the warehouse is up and running. I don't know exactly how noisy it will be with all the water running through. I don't know how much um, space there might be where it's like, yeah, we could throw up a curtain there and do some lighting there and make a nice place to live stream there. Um, So it kind of depends on what I find when the warehouse is built. If we can find space in there where we can do something good, then maybe we do it there because it might be cool. To do it there, uh, someone has a question, we can maybe flip the camera and point to the tank the fish they're asking about is in or something like that. Um, but we might do it in our basement, too, because then we can control things more, right? So we might be able to control the sound and the lighting. It just might be more conducive to filming and live streaming down here. So I'm not quite sure yet, to tell you the truth. <coughs> crown tail half moon how often do you reseal glass tanks is as little as possible (laughs) i do it when they start leaking personally um which is probably too late for most people but you know i'm in a basement built for that so it doesn't matter if water gets on the floor here i've got floor drains and it's just a bare concrete floor with epoxy coating it and concrete walls so it's like down here i can get things wet um if i lived in an apartment like on the second floor and if my tank busted it'd be a big problem because then water would you know go down to the apartment below me and i'd have to pay for the damages and it'd be a big mess for everybody if that was the case or if the tank was like in a nice living room with nice hardwood floors or you know something like that then i wouldn't i would get rid of the tank um and replace it if I was concerned about the seals at all, I just wouldn't take the risk. So, um, but usually I wait for them to start kind of leaking a little bit and then I'll reseal them. I was ready for this. Check it out. So sad. Oh, wait, we're fine. Dennis R., thanks, brother. I appreciate you. The reason why I asked was because I recently had a tank break on me, so I was just wondering. Thanks, brother. I think I think with smaller tanks, it doesn't matter so much, but if you have the shelf, if you will, a stand for the acrylic tank done right, I think acrylic tanks are probably less likely to break or something than a glass tank. That's... that's just what i think from talking from tank manufacturers and we installed a whole new aquarium system in the pet store and went back and forth on that between glass and acrylic and just from that um i think acrylic is less likely to bust but only if the stand is super flat if you have a little torquage in the stand you put a lot of pressure on that acrylic since acrylic needs the entire bottom supported, that, that's where you have to be real careful. I'm sorry to hear your tank busted, though. Whew, that's no good. Fish guy, Mickey, what is your favorite gourami? Oh, man. Um, I really like chocolate gouramis, and I really like samurai gouramis. Um, that genus, uh, I like a lot. The pearl gouramis, like from the more common gouramis, pearl gouramis are awesome. Um, I also really enjoy licorice gouramis, croaking gouramis, pygmy gouramis. I like them all. But if I had to choose like one and it's the only gourami I could ever keep for the rest of my life, I'd probably go Samurai. They're just so interesting and beautiful orange goes any advice on what size or age of far welled juveniles need to be to ship safe- safely don't want to hurt my babies um, you know I've only seen them shipped at fairly good size like adult sizes but my guess is that between two three inches you're probably good I mean as soon as they can go without food safely for let's say a week then it'd probably be like okay so i fast them for a day i pack them and ship them for a day so that's that's two three days where they're going without food right um if they can do that and not lose weight or have problems or anything then they're they're probably good to ship with fast-growing little baby fish, it's more about nutrition, right? It's like a little human baby. Like, you got to feed that thing all the time. It, it can't go without food. Whereas an adult or a teenager or, you know, even a 10-year-old can survive without food for a little while. So, same kind of thing, I would say. Danny Ken Aquatics, I will pick you up for the next tour. Awesome. <laughs> Come on down. You know where I am. <laughs> Alicia, Nays, congrats on the Broadway show. Thanks. Uh, yes, kind of a big deal. Um, in, in in that field, that's, that's the top. My daughter is a big Broadway fan. She already has tickets to six and to the reopening night of Wicked. Awesome. Well, if you can make it, I would... Be interested to hear your thoughts on Romeo and Bernadette. It's a cool story. Uh, this is a fish live stream. I can't get into it. <laughs> you can read all about it <laughs> on uh, on the Google machine. AI. Tank has damp forest smell. Mm-hmm. Live plants, stones, small pea gravel, and eco-complete. Fish are happy and hungry. Should I be concerned or just chillax and have glass of tank? Okay. Have a glass of tank water and some cheese. (laughs) Concerned or just chillax and have some tank water with some cheese. Only if it's green water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on what you mean by damp forest smell. There are some smells. It's just hard to describe a smell, right? Um, If I smelled it, I could tell you. (laughs) There are some smells that you walk by, you get a whiff of that, and you're like, oh, no. You know something's off. But... Also, it takes a living thing. Like to me, damp forest price smells a little earthy, but still pleasant. I think that's probably fine. Um, It's hard. I don't. It's so hard, though, to go off. a. How do you describe a smell? I don't know. If the thing I'm thinking of from that description is correct, then I would say it's fine. But I don't know how to narrow down a smell through a description like that nathaniel blakeley what is your favorite fish to catch while fishing mine is bluegill um for me i mean i really like trout they're fun and i like eating fish so um i like eating trout so we go out and we catch trout and we eat them that's pretty fun and there's so many of them here like i'm sheridan's right up at the bighorn mountains and has some of the just the best trout fishing ever like for fly fishing, the streams are, I don't know, 10 to 20 feet wide, and usually you can wait them with no problem. So you can just park your car and just spend the day walking up the stream, just fly fishing. And then you get done, you walk back to your car and you go home. I mean, that's, I just like that. It's, I like catching the fish, but I also like just the experience of being out in the stream and just walking up it. And. Oh Look, there's a I don't know. There's a beaver. And, hey, check out the muskrat. And, oh, I caught a fish. Hey, how about that? You know, the, the whole thing Is what I enjoy Frankie fins. I enjoyed the inside look at Dan's fish video. It was great very much like a observational documentary, but also exp- Expository you're going to change the game. I believe it we're working on it Frankie. Um, we really are and This new series, we're going to try to have be a documentary that's done in the style of like, uh, Chris is thinking the style of like, I don't know, like Cake Boss or uh, Storage Wars or something. Um, Not the tone of it, but where you see footage and then you cut to the person, they explain it. Um, The problem is I'm here by myself right now, but we have a new employee coming in uh, two, two and a half weeks. So then there'll be two of us, right? So then there'll be something else to film. And then we hope to have another employee joining us soon. Um, Chris is already here, but he's the guy behind the camera. So we just never see him. But as we get more employees, I think it'll be right now. It's a little strange because like I'm the only person. So it's a lot of me talking. Um, It'll be nice when there's more than just me and Chris can just film our conversations as we're working, like our conversations, talking to each other and then cut that in with some, cut away to an employee or to myself, you know, for a little bit and then move on to something else. It, that kind of video I think works better. Um, or it's not just me looking at the camera talking, but that's all we got right now. But we do have somewhere we plan on taking it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, Chris worked like a beast to get that sucker done. And I really appreciate his work. Chris, if you're watching, man, I, I really love what you're doing. Thanks for your work. <coughs> We're at 8.05. All right, 25 minutos to go. (laughs) Fish Guy Mickey is gonna get a punch ball. (laughs) Nathaniel Blakely, sound is a little weird like robotic. Is the sound weird for your folks? Oh, you know what? It's super high. I think my gain's up too high. So I'm gonna turn my sound down a little bit here. Um, I just turned my gain down. So you might need to turn your volume up a tad. Hopefully that's better. I was way up in the red. I didn't even know that till you said that and I looked at the monitor. So um, hopefully that works. Hopefully that's better. Gold Nugget Pleco Tetra, audio is choppy. Okay, wasn't just you then. Danakin Aquatics, it's a Shiva Inu. Oh yeah, the punch cat, the the fox cat that punches me in the face. (laughs) Audio is crackling, your audio is gargling now did it go away i gotta scroll down to the bottom of the chat um real quick before before we proceed is did that fix it or is it still bad it's a little radly. okay i'm gonna do something real quick guys i i think there might be a way to fix this um but it means you're not gonna hear anything for a second i'm gonna unplug the mic and plug it back in um man hopefully the whole stream hasn't been like that hopefully it's uh just been a little while. So let me reset the mic here. Just one second. I should have reset us. Let's see. Let's see if that's better. Um, All right. I know there's a little delay. So before we keep going, I just want to see how we're looking. And if it's really bad, um, we might just close the stream, do the giveaway and close the stream early, because if that didn't fix it, uh, then I'm going to have to dig in. Um, Yeah. Still bad, says Adam. Shoot. Shoot. Has it been the whole time, guys? All right. Someone else chime in. Let me know. Nope means it hasn't been fixed. Okay. Let me try one more thing, and then we might just do the giveaway and shut this down because I don't want to. Let's see here. Audio recording is off. I'm going to try to turn off the camera and turn it back on, see if it resets something. Just a second. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay, let me turn this on now. All right, here we go. How's that? Did that Did that work? Okay, let's see if that fixed it. All right, just waiting for a little more feedback. Sorry, guys. I know we probably lost half the people because of this, but. <laughs> All right, your audio is fine, says someone. All right, someone says tolerable. It's the internet. Um, well, let's see what my stream... Pe- Let's see what my, my how the stream health is. It says it's excellent. Um, no problem. No problem. No problem. A little better. All right. It seems like it seems like it's still okay for folks. It's only been for about twenty five minutes, huh? If I transition here, is that any better? Like on this screen, is it good, too, or is that the same? Sometimes when you switch screens, it changes the audio quality. I wonder if that fixed it. And then we'll continue, because people say, like, it's there, but it's not so bad. Um, let's see. It's not intolerable, honestly. Keep going. Look at it for next time. Okay. That's what we'll do. All right. We'll keep going. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the giveaway, though, because if the audio is horrible for some people, and it might be depending on the machine they're on or whatever, um, uh, yeah, I don't want them to have to sit through a whole bunch of horrible audio. And sometimes I like to draw early just to keep people from popping in at the last minute and winning. I like to reward the folks that have been here, you know. So let's go ahead and do the giveaway. This is for um, six Barboides gracilis, the dwarf amber barb out of Africa. Foxy's fishes, you have won. So Foxy's fishes, if you would chime in. Oh, jeez, I didn't share that. I'm sorry. If you would chime in um, and uh, let us know you're here. Got a couple minutes to do that. And I'll start looking at uh, another question to answer in the meantime. Swamp thing says not that bad. Yeah, people are saying it's there, but it's not horrible. So we'll keep going. Alrighty, I'll just have to see what it is for next time. Seems like there's wind blowing on the mic. Super weird. No idea, guys. Um, since it seems tolerable, we'll just keep going. All right, Foxy's Fishes is here. Awesome, Foxy's Fishes. You have won six barboides gracilis. If you'd send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. I need your first name, your last name, and your mailing address. And I'll get those to you. I plan on sending them out on Monday. They should arrive to you on Tuesday. If that changes, I'll email you. But that's the plan for now. All right. Let's scroll up and see what we missed while we were trying to fix microphones. <laughs> Quick. Oh, Excuse me. <clears throat> Great, Gall. In your drawings, I didn't see the piping from the running to your desk to autofill your mug of water. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk to the engineer about that. Um, excuse me, this has been a major oversight. What about this, <laughs> Nathaniel Blakely? I'm thinking maybe rummy nose tetras or Congo tetras. With the angelfish, um, I'd probably recommend Congo tetras. They have more size to them. They're a little more robust. Romino's might get eaten. They might be snacks. They're long, thin fish. More like a torpedo, whereas a Congo is more like a, let's see here. (laughs) I don't know. They're they're thicker. They're fatter. Deeper bodied. Up to you, though. Like if you have some really big Romino's Tetras, they might be just fine. Igor, to me, planning and building is more fun than maintenance well yeah maintenance is not always that fun right warehouse looks like a super interesting project looking forward to seeing it complete thanks for the answer hey you're welcome and yeah i mean as it's building we'll we'll get footage um chris is on it and i can't wait like when we first fire it up it might be cool to have the engineer there like going through it and explaining stuff we'll see what we can do engineers are expensive so i don't know if (laughs) don't <laughs> want to do that but we'll see Nathaniel Blakely what's a good algae eater for a 10 gallon tank I, I'm gonna go with there's lots of options I'm assuming you want to fish um, instead of like a mono shrimp or something if not a mono shrimp are great but I'm gonna go with um, on gobies any species on gobies are great little algae eaters and they don't get too big you can get, fit quite a few in a 10 gallon tank there's also always your your typical little um, auto-sync list, right? Munatic Fringe, hey, good to see you. Collaboration of curiosities. You need a water cooler next to your desk. Tell me about it. I've got a mini-fridge next to the desk. It's just long enough, though, that I'd have to reach off to get it, so... And plus, there's often brine shrimp, and right now there's bloodworms in it. Like, (laughs) I don't really want to put my drinks in there. Rocking Fish. Oh, good to see you, Rocking Fish. I hope you're doing well. Who are the synodonists doing? When is the next import coming in? So the next import is coming in on the 3rd of this month. (laughs) That's when it was supposed to come in. It looks like it will be the 21st now um, of this month. Just uh, waiting on the the final confirmation, but the exporter said, I'm planning on the 21st, so if they can get the flight, that's when they're coming. The Stifidons are doing a lot better. In fact, I I meant to release the um, Nigrida, Stifidon Nigrida, today. I'll need to do that probably right after the stream Uh, tomorrow i'll probably have to do that tomorrow but they're ready to go the Stiphodon ocelotus they're healthy they're getting fat they're doing great the problem is when those guys arrived their bag was like white like that white milky water you can't even see through it was really bad and because they were in that water um their eyes got cloudy i don't know if i don't think it's an infection so much as like like a burn or something it's going away it's healing gradually and they're a lot better than they were eye wise um but i'm not quite ready to sell them yet just because i want to get the eyes completely clear before i sell them if i can and at the rate they're improving i think with a a couple more weeks of just clean water and care that their eyes will continue to clear up so we'll see um so the the what did I say, Ocelos? Ocelifer, I think, is the on the other one that I have. So, nigrita should be listed um, probably tomorrow. Um, Ocelifer just needs a little more time for the eye issue that I, I hope I can clear up. You can't always, but I'll try my best. Um, I just filmed a video today of them, Um, the two stifidon species and the barboides, and an update on the mamirids and the knifefish, just so that people can see them, since I I didn't include all of those on the original video because they were in such bad shape, I just needed to take more time with them. Um, That video, I'm hoping, will be released tomorrow. Depending on everything that that Chris has going on, it might be Friday. That There'll be a video where you can see how they're doing. Thanks for asking. Someone's throwing 10 bucks at us. Awesome. David Foster, we love it when money falls out of the computer and lands in our lap. Thanks so much. Building dance Fish is my favorite new show. Looking forward to all the new episodes. Well, that's great. Thanks. I'm glad you like it. And um, that's going to make Chris's day because it's a lot. It's a lot of work to film that and edit it and get the story all together and stuff. And I think he's doing a great job. Fish guy, Mickey, mine would be a pearl. I have one. She's adorable. Pearl Grammies, Yeah. I like Pearl Garamis a lot. Doing fine. Still on time. Good. Alex Aquatic Animals. Is it bad if I watch aquarium co-op videos while watching this stream? <laughs> we'll call that a collab. <laughs> also, how do I take care of Daphnia? Because I got them two days ago and it's in green water. Um. First of all, I'm honored to be watched with Aquarium Co-op. Yeah, sounds like a good gig to me. Um, as far as Daphne goes, green water sounds like a great start. What I would do is I would refer you to the video I have with Chase. He's a master breeder that does all kinds of egg scatters like little barbs and tetras and stuff. Um, oh, if one of the mods can find that video that has Chase old school fish breeder, um, he talks about his entire breeding and raising process and he shows us his Daphnia culture and how he cares for it. So I'd refer you to that video because Chase is really good at raising Daphnia and his method is what I would use. Kids Aquatics throwing down Pippi Longstock and hey Pippi, good to see you. <laughs> Along with nine dollars 99 cents. Bob, thank you so much. Um, thanks for brightening my day with my favorite sticker ever. I don't know what it is about it, but it cracks me up. Maybe I like it because it's pain-free. It doesn't punch me in the face. <laughs> like Ed. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Ziphophorus, have you worked with keeping or hatching Nothobranchius? Yes, i bred and raised lots of different species. Um, Rakovi, um Gunthrai, um Numani, Probably at least 15-20 species, to tell you the truth. And I love them. So, yeah, with Neolabranchius <clears throat> um Basically, you want a little peat and a lot of surface area on the water. Okay, What happens is sometimes you see people put them in a jar and you've got a tall water column. You want a nice, flat, wide surface because you want a whole bunch of water exposed. You don't want it all covered with peat moss so that the little baby hatchling, Nothobronchius, can swim up to the surface and uh, be at the water surface and not be trapped by the peat moss. They, they need to reach the surface. You also want a very shallow amount of water, half an inch, an inch. So like a, a plastic shoe box or something works well. Put an in, half an inch or an inch of water in there, sprinkle your peat moss across the surface. Um, make sure you've got enough water that only about a quarter of it is you know really covered with peat moss. I mean, it's going to flow out, but there needs to be a lot of open water is what I'm saying. Um, wait a little while, and uh, you'll see the babies appear. couple issues with Nothobronchias. One is velvet. They don't, they're do not they very prone to velvet, especially in soft water. So if you have soft water, add some salt to the water. In fact, probably just add some salt to the water um, to help those uh, those not get velvet. They're, they're pretty prone to it. The other thing is the timing of hatching the babies. And you'll know if you did it right or not, because either they'll be free swimming and swimming well, or they'll be belly sliders that haven't completely absorbed their yolk sac yet. Those almost never survive. Um, So figuring out the timing is important. But if you time it right, excuse me, then um, my voice is going. If you time it right, you'll know it because they'll hatch and they'll be free swimming and and eating within a few hours. So that's kind of my tips with hatching them. I don't know where you source them. My experience is I I tried that male, the nother eggs from Southeast Asia thing, right, Um, on eBay or whatever. Um, I tried that a few times, and that never really worked well for me. So if you can, I would suggest sourcing your eggs from, like, A member of the AKA, uh, a hobbyist in the United States or something like that. There's just something about, I don't know what it is, but they, they pack those eggs in like an envelope. There's no insulation. Um, They go up in the cargo hold of an airplane to, I don't know, 30,000 feet or whatever an airplane flies at. It gets really cold up there. So there's big temperature variations. There's no insulation. That can be an issue. My main issue I had was the timing. Like they would hatch, but they would all be belly sliders, so there's something about the timing or the process. Um, I only tried it a couple times, but I've had great success over the years with just breeding and raising them myself or buying them from other killifish hobbyists in the American Killifish Association. One of my favorite geniuses, I love that fish. I That whole group of fish is amazing. So colorful and just so interesting. Looks like Gary Duncan threw money at us. Thanks, Gary. Um, it doesn't allow me right now, Gary, to see much. <laughs> so I'll get to that in a minute when I can see more. Orange Goons, are you starting a new business, sending a sample for the sniff analysis? <laughs> That's right. I'll sniff your aquarium water for 10 bucks a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Skipper's according, So, dance fish. You should see my native bait tank. Yeah, yeah, sure. Lunatic fringe. I want to thank you for your comment. For Marco, uh, your favorite killifish from the Congo is very hard to find. A good picture, let alone a video. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Burchardi, Congo panchecks Burchardi. Yep, they're tough to find. AI. smell is pleasant at least to me. Wife hasn't complained, so I know it's okay. Yeah, I know, and hopefully it'll be fine. I mean, it's just hard to, to say unless I smell it myself. <laughs> Ten bucks a pop, apparently. <laughs> Alex Aquatic Animals, would it be funny to have a TikTok account dedicated to fish and a profile pick fish is a goldfish in a bowl? I don't know. I, I bet there's already lots of those out there. Afredo and there's nothing wrong with a bowl. Just make sure it's big enough. You know, you can get a 20 gallon bowl. You can, you can keep a paradise fishing that happy forever. Alfredo Vigoreal. What size would you recommend for nine Venezuelan corridors? Um, I'm imagining that you have a somewhat standard water change schedule of like every week or two, you change 30 to 50%. Let's say I'm going to imagine you have adequate filtration on it for that. Um, I don't know what your feeding schedule is or any of that, but I would say a really nice size tank for nine Venezuelan orange quarries would be like a 20 long. That would be great for them. Yeah. That's three feet for them to play with. 20 longer more would be amazing. Could you do it in less? Yeah, you probably could, but that's what pops into my mind. Oh, Alex Aquatic Animal says he put the baby guppies in the buckets and they're thriving. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. I hope they thrive long term for you. I'm glad to hear that that's working out. Okay, getting to the audio issues here. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened. Like I didn't change anything. It could be a simple like bandwidth issue. I don't know. Kyle's Aquire metrics. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm skipping through all the audio stuff since we already did that. <laughs> Don't end the stream early. I like listening to questions. Well, I'm glad you like the stream. That's awesome. All right, okay, finally got through all that. Sorry, that took a minute. Four minutes left, we're gonna do one. Fishaholic, my black moor has white spot on the belly and has white stringy poop. Is that parasite or worms? If yes, any med recommendation. I only feed flakes pretty much. Wonder how it got it. Um, So without seeing the white spot, I wouldn't know where to begin. I don't know if what you're seeing is like what we call white spot disease, like a lot of little ick spots, or if it's like a, a large blemish on its side or or what so i'm not sure white stringy poop so what white stringy poop is is diarrhea that's the fish's equivalent of diarrhea that's all that doesn't tell us what's causing the diarrhea it just tells us that the fish has diarrhea could that be stress yes could that be a parasite yes what kind of parasite oh geez one of hundreds could that be a virus? Yes. Could that be a bacteria? Yes. Could that be that it ate something it didn't agree with? I don't know. Maybe. Like, um, It's really hard to say. All I know when I see white stringy poop is that the fish has diarrhea, but I don't know what's causing it. What I would say um, can't hurt is I think Aquarium Co-op's done a good thing with their Med Trio, Prozi, Metro, and Ikex, or whatever, equivalent you're using um <clears throat> sorry my voice is <laughs> having a tough time right now it's really safe well there. i mean formalin's a harsh chemical that's what's in the ick medicine hikari ick x and stuff but it's not going to hurt your cycle it's not going to damage your ecosystem or anything so i don't think there's any harm really if it continues and you're worried about it to using the co-op trio i, I really don't um, but will that treat it? I don't know. Cause there's so many causes like diarrhea can be caused by many, many things. All right. Scrolling to the next one here. We've got two minutes. We can help someone else in two minutes. Gary, Gary Duncan throwing down $2. I believe FBP means female blood parrot. Thank you. Thank you. All right um i've never bred blood parrots i haven't gotten to the flower horn thing or or any of that so um man my friend rudy could really help you out I, of I when i lived in la there's this guy named rudy he used to work at southland aquatics which is this uh, wholesaler down there and he bred flower horns like crazy he could tell you but i don't have any experience with it if that person's still listening i wish i could help you but i don't know okay Hang on. Okay, here's one more, and then we're going to cut it off. The secret history of living in your aquarium. Living in your aquarium. I brushed over that, didn't I? I have about 12 stifidon species. However, my S. surifus have two males that are wasting away. Well, that's too bad. That's the songbird goby, I believe they call it. Um, to little slivers. No matter what I've tried of medicines, they're not... Hmm. So I know what you're talking about. Um... I've seen that in lots of different goby species, lots of genuses, not just stifidons, but the psichyopus and Sicyopterus and stuff, that'll happen as well. Um, not all the time or anything, but I have had that happen where a fish or two from a, a batch will occasionally, I just can't get any weight on them. I don't know what it is, Alex. I haven't cracked that yet. And I've tried, what, would, what have you tried? Levamisole? I haven't tried fenbendazole, but I've tried the other ones that you have there. I've also tried Prozi, um tried flubendazole, um, tried metronidazole, canamycin. I, I've never got it to fix, so I don't know how to help that. Maybe we can't. Maybe it's a virus, or maybe there is an internal, like... Something's actually like an internal organ is damaged and something's not processing or maybe it's stress through the bottom of the totem pole and They just can't get a break, you know, I'm not sure but I've run into that too If I crack the code, I'll let you know and do the same for me because I hate it when that happens And that's such an awesome species the surface the bird song. Isn't that what they call it? Anyway, we are now over time I want to thank my mods first and foremost just cuz this would be impossible to do this without you guys. Thanks for everything you do. Also, everyone that threw money at us tonight. Thanks for the super chats. Always appreciated. Never required, but it really does help, especially at these beginning startup stages. Um, any income you can get is amazing to tell you the truth. Um, we're hiring check out the video on that if you're interested everyone that was participating left questions and comments i appreciate you participating in making this lively hail the worker nation i'm with you everyone watching on the replay i hope you can make it live someday but i get it life's busy anyway is punchy paints going next i think punchy paints is going next didn't i see a notice about that um Pam, you go next. As soon as I find that out, we'll close it down. But I want to send people to Pam if Punchy Paints is going next. I just can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Of course, since I'm sure, I'll be wrong. That's generally how it is. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's see. You go next, Pam? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay, good. So, Punchy Paints is going to be going in about 28 minutes. So, go check that out. And I believe there's a little art auction going on tonight. Unless I'm confusing it with last week. I can't remember. Anyway, appreciate you all. We'll be back next Wednesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, have a good one. Thanks and bye-bye.